Thank you, Brother Todd, and <clears throat> always give us a good message from the childlike faith attitude that we all need to have. And I want to say, uh, again, for Gideon and Maddie, uh, I'm almost envious of your youth and the excitement of your life that is before you. I do, Lord, uh, through the Lord's name, want to uh, encourage you to stay close to God's Word. God's Word will guide your life. And I know you've been exposed to it through your family and hopefully through the church. Uh, and we all need one another. But I, I just want to encourage you both. Because if you carry this book now when you can, it'll carry you later on when you can't. And so we're going to have temptations and trials in our life. And God's Word is right there. And I, I just uh, thank the Lord for both of you. And I know the Lord has a lot for your life in store. And you'll see the face of Jesus so many times that you'll be so close to Him and you'll remember all the blessings of God in your lives. May the Lord bless you. I want you to turn with me this morning to Isaiah chapter 4 for our text. We're talking about thy word, God's word. And we sung the song God's word, but it's more than singing a song. It's about a burning desire, a passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are living in a world that is just a sham. We have fake uh, world, we have fake news, we have fake lifestyles. So much of life is built on the outside. Well, what I want to say today deals with God's fire and how God's fire really reveals what's really important in our life. And God's word is a fire, it really is. Here in Isaiah chapter 4, we're going to see as Israel has gotten away from God and God is reminding them of the burning a spirit of God that is needful in their lives and so in ours. Uh, we're talking about God's word or thy word is a theme. Uh, last week we dealt with thy word shows us the way. Today I want to talk with thy word singes our sin. Did you hear that? Can you hear me okay? You know, I think sometimes we get so acquainted with a little preacher's voice and the comfort of just the song of the melatonous voice, if that's what it is that we can be so complacent. And so it's good that God has cracked my voice up today because I want to talk to you about fire. I want to talk to you about something that is not just tickling the ears. I want you to have to strain to hear what I say because we need to know how much we depend on the fire of God to lighten our life and give us the things that only God can give us. And God's word, thy word, is a fire. It is a fire. And it will singe our sins. And we need to be so thankful for that. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 2 says this. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious. And the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem shall be called holy. Even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem. When the Lord, I want you to note this, this is when it happens. When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and a shining of a flaming fire by night, 
for upon all the glory shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a covert from storm and from rain. I want to try to say three things about the fire of God's word. Number one, that it is revealing. It will reveal God. That's what fire will do. Number two, it is refining. It will take away all the impurities of our life. And we've got, so, got a lot of them. But God's word will refine us. And then thirdly, God's word will reform us. It is a transforming heat. It is a transforming situation when God find, refines us because of the covenant that he has made from a changeless God that is forever have given us the spirit of burning. There's a scripture that says the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. May God help us to say today, oh God, light this fire. Lord, take these coals of your redeeming grace, of this eternal life that you've given me, and bring me, Lord, to understand that only you can fan those flames and make me burn again for you. You know, I'm convinced in my heart that what we need in this world, our only salvation, is the fire of God. We need to be burning for Jesus. It's not so much as whether we've been, we've been vaccinated or not, but have we got the fire? And I'm going to tell you only God can give it. I cannot tell you or know the world where the fire is or I cannot tell you what a sin is. Nobody can convince another person they're sinners, but God can. When you tell the world that God is right, when you tell the world that this book is truth, the world calls you a racist. The world puts a tag on you that calls you narrow-minded, bigot, and all that. But I'm here to say, the question is, are you going to stand up for Jesus? Are you willing to burn for him? Are you willing to present your body a living sacrifice? Because all the times in Scripture from the Old Testament right on, we see the fire of God revealing God's pleasure. When he called Noah to build an arbor and make a sacrifice, when he caused the waters to recede after the flood, he lifted up through that fire a sweet-smelling savor. And I'm going to tell you, friends, that's what reveals in your life what you're made of, your character, the burning fire of God. When John saw the vision of Jesus in Revelation, in the very first chapter, and he was with the churches there, and he was in the Spirit of the Lord on the Lord's Day, and he was there in the midst of the seven candlesticks, the light of the fire of God, for only God can light the fire of a church. And he says there, Jesus, he saw him, and he saw his hair as white as wool. And the Bible says his eyes were red as a flaming fire. That's Jesus. He is a refiner. He is the one that looks through our life and the shoddiness of our life and the put-ons. And he sees. But I'm going to tell you, in our life, we need to be understanding that the fire of God is what reveals what's important in our life. God is a consuming fire. In the Old Testament, you remember he was a, a cloudy pillar of fire at night. 
Why? To guide his people. We need to be looking for the fire. When you see the fire, people, if you are burning for God, people will come watch a fire. They will. And oh, how we need to burn for God and bless his holy name. You know, there's a pine tree. And I like pine trees. And this is a true story. It's not a story. It's a fact. It's a biological, scientific fact. There's a pine tree in North in the northwest called the jack pine. And that pine tree has a cone. And that says you know where the seeds are. And it's called a serotonin cone. In that the seeds have so much resin on them. They can't germinate. Except they burn. And that's why the Department of Natural Resources. In states like Michigan. Burns intentionally. The ecosystems of jack pine. Why? So that it can regenerate. And the, I say this in a like manner. Sometimes our souls become so hard. Sometimes our life becomes so resinous. We become so calloused because of our lack of, de- of, of caring for God and that passionate burning. And I know God has to give us this. But you know, I talked to a man yesterday that has both feet wiped up, couldn't hardly walk. And he told me his, he has uh, diabetes and he, can't have, he doesn't have any feeling in his feet. And he was a member of a hunting club somewhere and said he was standing. They was having a little get-together. And he stood so close to the fire that his feet were burned and he didn't even know it. And he had to have four toes amputated. You know, I wonder in our lives, I wonder as we see that we get close to the fire of God's Word. We get close to the fire of trials and temptations in our life. And we don't even have any feeling. And we get burned. I'm going to tell you, I have seen in my life how a fire can take away those things of life. I have a brother who had a business, who had a $200,000 home, and I saw how a few cans of beer led to meth and how meth burned his house down. I can show you the foundation. I can show you where it was, and he will tell you too. Now you tell me. I'm going to tell you the word of God. David said in Psalms 119, Verse 9, how can a young man cleanse his way but by taking heed unto thy word? He says in that same section of scripture, I have hid thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You put God's word in your heart, it will clean you up. You hear me? You get serious with God's word. This book is a fire. It's a burning fire. It's not incinerating fire, but it is a refining fire. It will melt that beer out of your hand. It will. It will purge your lips of gossip and you're condemning others. And it will clean them up just like it did Isaiah when he said, Woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm going to tell you, you get into this book and the spirit of it, not just the academics of it, it will clean your life. It will take that lust you have for your neighbor's wife or husband. It will clean it all up. You won't have it anymore. I'm going to tell you, that's what this book will do. This book is alive. It is a fire. You let Jesus burn. You just watch him. You, let, you live for him. And I'll tell you what he'll do. He'll take a life, you know, we think, well, we've got it all made. You see people that their life seems to be hunky-dory. They got a big house and lots of stuff. But I'm going to tell you, there's coming a day when all that's going to be tested. It's going to be tested by the fire of God. 
and there's going to be some surprises in heaven. There are going to be people with just little old bungalows, little people that never even played aloud in church, never had anything of material in this world. But when the fires of God are tried, they're going to be glorified. They're going to be lifted up, and they're going to be blessed in ways that those that thought they had this, that, and the other become nothing. The deal is, what is fire revealing in your life? Does it reveal the truth of God? Or would you rather pet around with God and well with the world? And you'd rather do what they want to do. That's the difference. But you will get burned. I'm going to tell you. You will. You will be burned with addictions. You will be burned with, with sin in your life. You will be burned. There's consequences to all that. But God's fire is a revealing fire of God's grace. Whip over there with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm talking about God's revealing fire and how God reveals it. His love, how he reveals sin in our life. But I want you to see life as a building. Our life is a building. There's nothing accidental in your life. God is not a chance God, you hear me? Everything that happens, happens with a purpose. Every day, everything we face. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says in verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay, that that is laid which is in Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. See, the deal is, you reveal it. You can prove it if you want it. Now, if you want to burn for God, you can do it. But I'm going to tell you, there's no way to God without pain. You hear me? You can't burn without pain. So you're going to have some trials and afflictions. You are. But there's a foundation. And that foundation is God's word. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, he says, a man that heareth my word and doeth it is like a man that buildeth his house on a rock. And when the floods came and the storms came, he said, there it was. It stayed there. I'm going to tell you, that's what, that's what thy word will do. God's word. Build your life on it. Build every day on it. I'm not, no matter what you do, where your vocations are or whatever, Whatever you do, you do all for the glory of God. I've said over and over again, I know it more now than I ever have. There's nothing in this world that's not spiritual. There's no such thing as, well, this is secular. I can deal with this this way. I can be with the good old boys here and the good old girls there. But you can't do it. you got to burn because the fire will reveal it. It will. And he says in 1 Corinthians 3.12, now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, you build your life, but be ready for the, for the fire. The fire is coming. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Hear it? For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. What the fire does is, is bring out those things in the world, those outward things that we think we got to have, those things that so many times put that resin on our heart so that we can't really be who God's called us to be. We're so stuck in religion. We can't see the freedom of the truth making us free. But when we burn, when God burns us, and that takes us all away, we have freedom. 
It's just like the three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel chapter 3. You remember what? They went in the furnace. Why did they go there? Because the king says, you either bow down before me or you're going to be burned. And the world is telling you that today. You either be like the world or you're going to be burned. But I'm going to tell you, the world's fire can't hurt us. It can't. And they went in there. And they, they had the fire. The fire was so hot that it burnt the folks throwing them in the fire. And they were there. And so when they were walking there, God says in Isaiah 43, when you'd walk through the fires. I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, you're going through the fires. It's not a matter of if, it's when. But Isaiah says in 43, when you walk through the fires, I will be with you. You can walk through it. You know, you can walk through fire. Some of you have been through fire. We got more fire to go on. We got to understand this. This world that we live, it's going to get a whole lot worse. A whole lot worse. We can expect it. The fires are coming. But I'm going to tell you, the hope we have is God, by his covenant, is bringing us out of the world. He's going to bring us out of the world and protect us and make us different. And you know how he's going to do it? He's going to do it by fire. He's going to do it by his word. And now I'm going to talk about that when we get to the refining in just a second. But you see what God is doing? He's revealing. What God wants us to understand is who he is. We need to see him as thy, his word as God. And it's what God says. It's not what I feel. What we need to be shying away, away from is trying to make us feel good. We like things that make us feel good. We all do. But what we need is fire. What we need is to be burned. What we need is to get to God and get to the essentials of God. We need to make sure in his character is what it is. What's inside your heart? You make your life fireproof. Build a fireproof life. Will doing what you do glorify God? Do you have to hide to do it? Do you, is it going to help somebody what you're doing? Is it going to hurt somebody? And if you can answer those questions with a yes, then that's not fireproof. You need to get rid of it. Build your life on God. We need to understand that that's what reveals God. We need to get serious with God. Jesus said, uh, if a man's right eye offend thee, pluck it out. If your right arm hand steals, cut it off. That's how dramatic, that's how graphic God is about our lifestyle. Now listen, we have to have the fire from God, and that reveals God. I had a man tell me not long ago he was going to have a revival. They were going to have a revival. Scares me when people say that. Man can't have a revival. God's got to send the fire. God's got to reveal his need. And that's what we need in our lives is fire. Oh, God, burn me. Burn me down, oh, God. <coughs> Help us, oh, Lord, to see that. Now I want to say this. Revealing God, that's what the fire does. It reveals. You know, it reveals the Lord Jesus because he took God's fire for us. You hear me? I'm going to talk about the wrath of God tonight. God allow, allow me to. We don't talk about that enough. Why? Because we think God's just got a love. He is a God of love, but he's got a wrath. He's a fire, and he's an everlasting fire. And when we think about how God reveals his love to us, Jesus Christ took the wrath of God for us on the cross. 
You know what that means? You've heard the story. I want to tell it to you again. I read it this morning just for this. There was a, a wildfire out in the Midwest somewhere, and it burned right through a farm, farmstead. And the firefighters were out surveying the area. And they were walking along the path where the house used to be, where the barn used to be, that the fire had consumed. And you know what? There was a little clump in the path, the story said. Just a charred mass. And the firefighter looked at it and he said, you know, that looks like a bird. And it was a, little, it was a chicken. It was a mother hen that had been charred all over, that had died in the flame. And he said, I don't believe that. I can't understand why that bird didn't fly away from it. And so he just kicked the charred lump out of the path. And when he did, he was startled, even shocked, when four little bitties ran out. Those little bitties were under that charred remains of that mother hen that gave her life to protect them from the fire. And my friends, that's exactly what Jesus has done for us on Calvary. We don't understand the wrath of God like we ought to. We don't understand what God has done for us. We don't know. That ought to give us a burning desire. Oh, God, these things that I think i got to have, God, if you don't want me to have them, I don't want them. I want what you want, God, because you are the fire. What we need to do is have more fire in the choir. We have, need more fire in the pulpit. We need to have more fire in the pews. We need to have more fire in the prayer rooms, in our homes and life. Because that's where it's going to come from. It's going to come from fire. And you know what? Where there's a smoke, there's a fire. There is. And we need to press God and bless him in it all in that way. Secondly, I want you to see how God's word refines. Because when we think of God's refining fire, we know that Jesus Christ is the living word. We do. Thy word. Turn with me to Malachi chapter 3, please. And let's look at some verses there. That's the last book in the Old Testament, you remember? And I want you to look at some things there with me. He says there in verse 1 of Malachi chapter 3. Now my point here is refining. Refining. What does that mean? Well, here's what refining does as I understand it. It's, it's a fire that brings out the impurities. Gold, silver, has a lot of dross diamonds. What happens then? The fire is what brings it out, what reveals it, what you're really made of. Would it stand the test of fire? That's what the difference is. And it says in verse 1, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, the messenger that we're about to see in the New Testament is John the Baptist. Remember that Jesus said about John the Baptist in John chapter 5, verse 35, that he was a flaming fire, a burning fire, and a light. But yet, Jesus, or John said, or John, Jesus said after that, he baptized you with water, but I'm going to be baptized. You're going to be baptized. I will baptize you. Jesus will with the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Have you really, are you really burning for Jesus? I'm going to tell you how you know. Are you, are you able to be alone with God 
and face yourself with God, okay? How do you feel about sin in your life? Do you think it's okay? Do you think it's okay to do what everybody else is doing? I'm going to tell you, those are danger parts of your life. We need to see that God's fire in our life brings us because God is refining us. When you have lost things in your life, those things that are so precious, how do you respond to that? Do you see that as God working things out good, even though it hurts and breaks your heart? Because what God does in the refining fire, he uses trials and sorrow and disappointment and loss. And he just leaves us to understand that, that all those things that we thought we had to have mean nothing. All they, what matters is God. And is our life willing to stand? Are we willing to stand that fire? Job, you remember, said after he lost all, he says, I know he has tried me as gold is tried. Or he has tried me, and yet when I come forth through the trial, I will be like gold. What Job was saying is that refining, I'm willing to take it for God's glory. But he says in verse 2, I'm still in Malachi 3, but who shall abide or who may abide the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. That's the fire of God that brings us to reveal the purities that only Christ can give us. Now, why is God like a refiner? Why do we need refining? Because we are impure. We are sinners by nature, all of us, and we need to constantly be refined. You know, a couple years ago, I started going, trying to get my physicals and all a little more every day or every year. And so I called a dermatologist. You know, I didn't have any particular problems. I didn't just let him look over me, you know. It's okay. We ought to be able to let the Word of God examine us. We ought to be able to stand before the fire of God. We ought to be. So I remember I was there the first time, and he got, he's got this special light. And he goes over my head and my face, you know. And I've always been out in the sun a lot, working on the farm and everything. Had a lot of blemishes, still do. I'm telling you what he did. He says, you mind me using some liquid nitrogen? He has this little instrument. He just blows it over my face, my head. And where he finds a blemish, he presses that little button. That stuff stung pretty good. You know what he was doing? He's burning off those blemishes. That's what God's Word does. Are you willing to take that? Are you willing to understand that's what will burn your blemishes off? The Word of God. That's what God does. And that's a refining process that God uses. And so we need to rejoice in that. Why does God do that? Because He loves us. And we need to see the chastening hand of God in our lives. And it brings out, the, takes away the impurities. Oh my goodness, we ought to rejoice in that. And bless God in that all that way. In verse 3, as he shall set as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. See, God knows that we need to be refined in order to offer sacrifices acceptable in his sight. For God is holy, and we need to understand that and to see his holiness and to see that correlation that he's given us his spirit to make us holy and he does that by refining us 
by putting us through the flames of fire. Now I gotta say, do you want the fire? Are you willing to burn for God? No, I'm serious. I think we gotta embrace that. You know, I do some control burning uh, on some of my land in the woodland. I have a, a drip torch, they call it. And so when I go out to do that, because I know what fire will do, I know there's coming a change. When you put fire out there, something's gonna happen. And so I have to ask myself, do I really want to burn this? Is everything right for me to burn it? And I have to think about that. Because I've, I've had some fires to get out. And you've got to say that with God because, you know, don't mess around with God's word, okay? I mean, don't you, don't you understand that? Have you told you don't play with fire? Don't play with this word. Don't just say, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go to church today or, or I'm going to just, I'm going to read uh, my utmost for his highest twice a week or, uh, or I'm going to go to the walk to Emmaus maybe sometime in my life or all that stuff. You know, that, 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 that's, that's maybe okay in its place. But I'm going to tell you, are you willing to look at the fire of God in your life every day and make God's word your, 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 your refining? Are you going to filter it through God's word? Because it will change your life. It's not going to just be there and just leave it no change. God's word refines us. It refines our marriage, refines our life. It will put fire in your marriage, not, a, not necessarily a sexual, uh, sensuous fire, but it'll put the fire of being committed. It'll be the fire of faithfulness, of sharing your unconditional love with your spouse and others. And it's a blessing from God when God uh, reveals to us the necessity of having a refiner's fire in our life. So we see, we see God's word, the fire of God's word. That's what I'm talking about. It singes our sins. We ought to be so thankful for that. It takes them away. I mean, when Jesus says, thy sins are forgiven, when he told that woman caught in adultery that, he really meant it. God says, you're forgiven. When you confess your sins and you're faithful, God is faithful and just to, to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, my friends, you've got to believe that. Because this word is a fire. I mean, it, it, it blames us, it refines us. And then thirdly, it reforms us. It changes us a lot. You know, it's good. I mean, have you not sat around a fire before? There's something about just sitting around a fire. Maybe with your family or maybe on a special occasion. You build a little fire outside. I mean, there's a lot of fellowship in that. Hey, this word is full of comfort. God's word is comfort. You would think one of the greatest comfort is that God reforms us instead of incinerates us because he should do that. My goodness, God is long-suffering to us. The thing is, we all ought to be in hell right now. That's what we deserve. But God loves us so much, he was, has committed to reform us. Look and still with me in Malachi 3. I'll show you this from the Word. In verse 4, then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old as in former years. It's got to be burned first, refined, okay? That's what God likes. God doesn't like impurities because he's pure. God's word is pure. It's gold tried seven times according to, to Psalms 12, verse 6. In verse 5, Malachi 3, and I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcery. 
and against adulterers and against false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from the right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. See, here again is the revealing, refining, reforming work of God's word. This is what God's word will do to your life because God's word is fire. It will burn you. It will burn you in a good way. It will refine you. It will take out all the impurities of your life. It will cause you to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Make your life fireproof with God. But here's the deal. Why does God do it? Why does God take up any time with sinners like us anyway? Here it is in verse 6. For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? We can go out of here today knowing God is not going to consume us. We are not going to hell, though we deserve to go there. We are going to be with God. But here's how God populates heaven. He does it by fire. Okay? What he does, Jesus took the fire of God's wrath, but he takes our lives in our practice, and he's refines us and he burns away the dross and he gives us situations in our life. You've experienced some of those already, haven't you? Loss, sorrow, disappointment, pain. So God is using that to shape and mold us, to make us more like Jesus, to bring us through those flames, to take out the impurities and to bring out that vehement love of God and that passion for Jesus. We need those coals that God has already given in our heart. That's what amazing grace does. What happens, those things need fanning. Haven't you seen a fire that's about to die? And here comes a wind, or here comes something that fans it. And a fire that's about dead, dead. You know, you can put some wood on it. We need to put some fuel on it. We need to put some opportunities out there. We need to walk by faith. We need to say, I'm not only going to listen to God's word and just sit around the fire and listen to a fire crack like a burning a bunch of corn cobs. What I'm going to do, I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to live for God who died for me. And what happens, you're going to see your life changing because you see Jesus in that fire. That There were four in that fire, remember, those Hebrews. And one was like the Son of God. And when Nebuchadnezzar saw that, he fell down himself and worshipped. He was so glad to see those three guys come out of that fire. When you go through the fire, you know what? That is the greatest witness you'll have. You that have suffered loss and struggles in your life, you just don't know what a fire you are to so many. You just don't know what a witness God is shaping and molding and reforming your life to be. You keep burning. You keep burning for God. Because God says, I'm a covenant. That's what he says. That's why, even though this world is going to hell, even though this thing, the world we're living in, is going to get worse and worse and worse. I wish I could say something better. But the world has never been our friend. It never will be. It never will be. But what God is doing, because he's a God of fire, because he's a God of covenant, he is refining us, reforming us, and he's revealing us through the fire 
that he's going to lift us out of it all. That we're not of this world. We're not. We have God. We have a fire. We can get into God and God into us. And we can burn for Jesus. Because he says in Lamentations 3, his mercies, the mercies of God, are renewed every morning. And we shall not be destroyed. What a blessing it is from God. But here's the deal. It's by fire that we get it. And by fire that God does it. So how do we do that? How do we come through? We trust God. That's what we do. We bless him. We thank God that he's the fire that he is. And for his word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is how we cleanse our life. That's why the devil hates the word of God. That's why you have so many situations that you can neglect the word of God. And you don't want to believe. You know what? I'll tell you what the fire of God will do. It can make this bomb. This book can be really boring. This can be a boring book. Hey, I don't know how many times people like you've sat in my presence trying to preach. That's the most boring guy I've heard in my life. I'm going to tell you, and that's true. I'm going to tell you what. When God's fire is kindled in your heart, this book then becomes <clears throat> so exciting, you can't wait to get in it. You can't. And you can, you can take a little preacher like me who knows probably absolutely nothing. And what God will do if he uses his word and the Holy Spirit is in it, I'm going to tell you what, it'll say, I don't care how long that preacher preaches as long as he's burning. And too many preachers want to do a 15-minute deal and just ease out of here and get your coffee and, you know, tiptoe through the tulips with life. I'm going to tell you, God's word is a fire. You don't know how fire, long fire is going to burn. You don't. You just got to let it burn. You got to let it burn out. And we got to have a life that's burning for God. And whatever God gives us to do, God will refine us and bless us. May the Lord bless us to keep on blessing him. May we be able to cry out to Jesus, oh Lord, burn me. Burn me down. Make me, Lord, humble before you. Use me and bless me as a faithful witness to your glorious kingdom. It's God's word and only God's word. But it's a living word and it's hot. God doesn't like lukewarm. I pray that God would keep us hot in Christ and bless us to understand that when we play with God's word, we're going to get burned. And some of that burning is going to be God's chastening hand. But the end result is his refining. Rather, may we wholeheartedly say, Oh God, send your fire. Reveal to me what's important in life. You are God. Send your fire. Refine me. Make me more like Jesus. Whatever it takes, oh God. And Lord, reform me. Bring me to the point in life. I have sinned. I have missed the mark so much. But you've given me this opportunity to show what you've given me and done for me. Don't let the blemishes of your past, don't let your mistakes and your failures keep you, things you've neglected, from serving God. Let God take that liquid nitrogen of his love and grace and scan your life and he will burn them out and he will heal you and bring you to the understanding of the fire of God. He is a fire. May, Lord, may we cry out to him to burn for Jesus' sake is my prayer to you. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you so much for being our burning spirit. 
and giving us a burning spirit. Help us, O Lord, never quench the flame of your goodness and grace. Never grieve your spirit like we so many have already. O God, send us the wind of the Holy Spirit to bring those coals that are ever ebbing so much and smoldering to a full flame. May you start in this church. May you do that in among your people. Thank you, O God. Thank you for your burning. It's a delight for us to see you glow because that is where energy comes from. That is where light comes from. Fire. Bless us, God. It has changed us already, and it will continue to shape us and mold us to be like Jesus. After all, Heavenly Father, we surrender it all to you. For you have chosen us before the foundation of the world. And you have predestinated us to be like Jesus. And a part of that is to be burned, to be refined, to be dealt with in a way that only you as the perfect potter can do. We bless your holy name and glorify Jesus Christ, your living word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.